On this episode, we step up to the B-Boy dance competition movie, Battle of the Year. Everybody, welcome to the Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. Hey, thanks for coming to the Flophouse. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I, hey, thanks for coming to the Flophouse. I'm Hallie Hagland. What the Hallie? Hallie Hagland. Um, That's right, boys. <laughs> Ladies are doing it for themselves. <laughs> coming through. Um, in case you're wondering where the reedy tones of Elliot Gillen are. <laughs> He, uh, he left the flop house forever and is never no, coming back. No, not true. Okay. Uh, Elliot is on paternity leave. He uh, call that sabbatical here at the flop house. Yeah, he's going to be gone through the month of January. So tune back in in February. <laughs> we we, uh, we didn't. His ad- baby will be fully grown by February. <laughs> yeah. Off to college. Um, studying, I don't know, nerd stuff. We call we call that Doogie Housering. Uh-huh. That's what that show is about, right? A baby uh-huh. who grew up really fast. <laughs> A baby doctor. Um, no, that we we uh, Elliot decided to keep the fact that um, he was expecting, and by he I mean his wife was expecting under wraps to he keep doesn't like spoilers well he wanted to keep a tiny part of his life private from you vultures that tiny being a tiny baby um very tiny but uh He's now <laughs> now that the cat is out of the bag the or the baby's out of the womb. Vag- <laughs> <laughs> baby's out of the womb i try to keep a pg dan thanks but um, is totally a pg-13 word i guess uh we, we, we can we can tell you that he's on a brief paternity leave for a couple of episodes, but he promises that he will be back in spite of having a new baby and a new job as head writer of The Daily Show, which uh, we can say now, too, because that cat is also out of the bag. So, congratulations. coming up, Kalen. Yeah, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Kalen. the three of us stuck here. So, if this is your first time our... tuning into the Flophouse, uh, we talk about this guy, Elliot, for a while, and yep. then we talk about a movie we just watched. Yeah, okay, well, this and, is a... And we talk about, like, what Elliot would think of the movie we just watched. This is primarily not an Elliot Kalen podcast. It is, most of the time, a bad movie podcast. Or potentially Some of the time, movie, it's right? an Elliot Kalen podcast, <laughs> yeah. based on the amount of time he spends talking. Sure. Elliot Byrne in absentia. Um... But we watch bad movie, and then we talk about it. And tonight, we watched a little movie called Battle of the Year. Oh, Battle of the Year. That sounds great. Is it about orcs and hill dwarves <laughs> and fire giants? Battle of the Year. Battle of the Year. <laughs> yep. It's about Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> it's a hearing contest. <laughs> yes, yeah, the untold story of Vincent Van Gogh and his ear. <laughs> It's very uh, Evil Dead 2. It's like over the top, but it's about hearing. So you've heard Vincent Van Gogh's side, but you've never heard the ears side. Heard? Because <laughs> that's what ears do. They hear things. Who truly won in that battle? Was it Van Gogh or was it the ear? Who's finally free of his prison? <laughs> So he can pursue his dream of being a famous painter, I guess. <laughs> no, this is a, a dance movie. 
It's what about that? it's about b boying like singing in the rain. <laughs> it's about what what's dance dancing in the rain. It's like um, you know when you hear a, a song and your body yeah, moves. No, I wasn't asking what dancing is. Okay. I, I said, is it like singing in the rain? Isn't that Gene Kelly's dance movie? Or am I <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Gene Kelly's dance movie, singing in the rain. Popular b boy Gene Kelly. Um, Battle of the Year. Uh, personally, I found the uh, story behind the movie more interesting this, than the story in that... Well, what's uh, the story of the movie, Dan? I can't. I okay. can't. <laughs> Dan spent most of the movie being dinner detective, tracking down his dinner order. So, which is not just why, my dinner which order. Which is why he finds the Wikipedia entry about this movie more interesting <laughs> than the movie, because he didn't see the most riveting parts. Look, I love this movie. I was also tracking down Hallie's dinner order. <laughs> Yeah, it I wasn't mean, just me, man. You're a regular prince. I value. took the fucking bullet for all of all of us except for you. Yeah, no, I already brought my dinner. Two thirds. So uh, let me summarize this movie. <laughs> Strap in. This is going to be a bumpy ride. So uh, smash cut. To <laughs> Wait, Josh, we're Halloway starting off Lost. the smash cut. <laughs> so the movie opens with I think a bunch of guys dancing. Uh, we cut to a entrepreneur played by somebody named something. <laughs> who wants to sponsor the American uh, dance crew, like uh, yeah. like break dance crew? It's something they do on TV B-boy sometimes. Crew. Yeah, b boying. Yeah, um, I'm not necessarily sure. Like, like uh, there was a lot of talk of Stuart's new cat and uh, showing of pictures of Stuart's new kitten to Hallie. So I'm not really sure who this entrepreneur was. I think he, like, runs B-Boy Magazine. My new kitten runs B-Boy Magazine? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You should really be contributing to the household a little bit more. Yeah, well, it it helps because cat food is expensive. Mm -hmm. But the point is there's a, a contest called Battle of the Year, which is based on a real contest called Battle of the Year. Or Bodie. Mm hmm where B-Boys from all over the, the, the globe... B-Boys battle each other. Mm-hmm. With... What? Why don't they... Better dancing. Their, just body. Body? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be... What? B-O-D-Y? Yeah. No, but... Ba- wait, that would be battle of... W- but you're not or... saying body. Body, are you? Body? Uh, I, I, I think they sounds... omit the T entirely. I mean, body does sound like... You're like, uh, does baby want his body? <laughs> That's where... yeah, yes, yes, you're right. Which is what Elliot's saying right now. Yep. <laughs> so uh, this thing's called Battle of the Year. They, uh, this uh, entrepreneur needs to bring in a new coach because the United States team has not won in 15 years, which is true, right, Dan? You fact check that? Yeah, I did fact check that in the actual Battle of the Year. Okay, so according to Wikipedia, accurate. 100% it's, accurate. What was it like? 96, 98? Yeah, 96. Actually, 15 years ago. Okay. So they bring. I don't know math. From out of retirement, as of 2013. 98. Josh Halloway from the TV show Lost. Hit show Lost. Mm -hmm. And Or the new show Intelligence, where I guess his brain can access the internet. Is that super (laughs) smart? Like a Johnny Mnemonic. And so Josh Halloway's brought in. Is he like a Jake 2.0 in that show? He's like an almost human. Is he a Chuck? He's like a sliders. Okay. So Josh Halloway is brought in. He's got a drinking problem. He drinks out of a flask. He never has to fill up that flask, so I guess it's magic. Uh, so Josh Halloway you got is it from brought Gaul. in. <laughs> we got it from Gollum. Uh, he did bring it from Gollum. 
Uh, Hallie, if you didn't know, Gollum is... <laughs> we're not talking about the Jewish folklore monster. We're talking about the character from the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah, that's what I, I thought that. <laughs> you weren't thinking of the Jewish monster from folklore no. or the ghetto of Prague? Gollum. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so Hallie fact-checked you. Okay, so uh, Josh Halloway's got a drink problem because he had a, his wife and apparently 15-year-old son died in a car accident. Who, by the way, funny, according but... to his pictures, looks like a baby. <laughs> so we afforded a lot more sympathy for him for most of the movie. Yeah, this was... Stewart at the end was like, what the fuck? He was 15 when he died? As if that was not a tragedy at that That's point. That's the thing, like... Uh, if you, you know, see, he probably kissed a girl by that time. He lived a rich, full life. Yeah, exactly. He, he probably had gotten his first job. Mm-hmm. He knew what it was like to be human before he passed away. <laughs> He's probably going on to heaven or hell appropriately, not stuck in some weird purgatory. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. So he is grieving over the loss of these family members. He is pulled into the job of coaching this uh, the United States team. Because he was like a young talent. Yeah. He's Nicknamed no- WB. Yep, he's or- named after the Warner Brothers TV <laughs> channel. <laughs> but he was like a, he was a, a basketball coach, right? That was the thing. That, like- no, that came after. Because he oh, was this incredible okay. B-boy. And, and they said he went from white bread. He was the only white guy on the team. And he went from white bread to Wonder Bread, which is why his nickname is WB. <laughs> I missed this whole thing. I thought, that, <laughs> I thought that the guy literally came in and was just like, well, we need someone who can whip this team into shape. You, basketball coach, you're good at coaching things. Do it. <laughs> no, but then he had to do right by his girlfriend who he got pregnant. So like, he took the championship basketball coaching job as like oh. a concession. Well, he took a basketball coaching job that became a, a championship so team he, because he uh, succeeds at everything he does except for keeping his wife and child alive so you're saying that you're saying that the girlfriend later wife who entrapped him died so 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 really there shouldn't be any sympathy there either like it's really like he just liked drinking is basically what happened yeah i mean that was probably he probably was drunk he forgot to put on a condom it happens i guess Mm -hmm. and then he had a child i guess that's not that funny so um Uh, so he is brought in to coach the team. Uh, his assistant coach is played by Josh Peck from uh, Flophouse Faves, Red Dawn, and what was, what was the, the other one? Uh, I can't remember Something either. Else. It's that droopy face kid that we droopy, don't like. Uh, he's on the Mindy Project. He's on the Mindy Project. Yep. Hold on, I'll look it up. ATM. While you keep talking. He's an ATM. Yeah, he was ATM. He was the I asshole. Think, I think he's the one who decides they should murder that that stranger for some reason. He's the guy who's like, let's park. Uh, over, let's go to the ATM. Yep, he's the guy who <laughs> the guy. He says the name of the movie. <laughs> he's like, hey, <laughs> you know what would be fun? Let's go to an ATM and get some money out. He plays the Jewish character who claims that he lost his ability to dance along with the tip of his penis, I guess, when he was cir- circumcised. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what happens, right? They chop it off. Yeah, and like the first ten minutes, there's at least... Four jokes about how Jews can't dance. Yeah, I feel like he's been wor- like he has this type five that he's been working on, and he just managed to get it all out. Uh, so, Josh Hall- at this point, Josh Halloway sees the American team. He thinks they're tired. He fires them all, and then he comes up with the great idea: let's do a basically a casting call of the best B boys. B-Boy stands for Badass Dancers, I think, <laughs> yeah. uh, from around the United States, and and basically do a giant reality show where they all come in and try out, and then he picks a bunch. And like, and then one gets eliminated every week. 
Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like a reality show. Yeah. And it all happens at a former juvenile detention center. Mm-hmm. Once again, like a reality show. Except one of those contestants is played by uh, actor Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. Actor and puncher Chris Brown. <laughs> he is a famous puncher of people. Yep. Um... <laughs> He's not. You got some thoughts on that? No, I. I think that's. Why I'm wondering how far we can go down this road while not About alienating our audience. See, Chris Brown. Uh, you might not know fact that Chris Brown punched uh, Flaphouse Fave Rihanna, star of Battleship. Oh yeah, yeah, former Flaphouse. It comes back together. Uh, I guess yeah. <laughs> the puzzle's complete. Lammershan's <laughs> box like is the, done. Pinhead like, pops out and kills yeah. us. It's the end of Usual Suspects. It's all coming together. <laughs> no, so, I, uh, no, I just want to back up in a second and just point out that Josh Holloway... That he's a really good guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've hung out with him. We go to brunch together. He's just trying to do right. Yeah, man. He shaves sometimes in the movie, but he always don't, has a Don't judge him shadow. until you've punched a mile in his shoes. <laughs> wait, wait, his Josh Holloway or Chris Brown? <laughs> I don't know. But, I want, <laughs> but you're just you just want to stand up and say you don't care who knows it. You think Chris Brown is a great dancer, and yeah. you're right. He is a great dancer. He is. he is a great dancer. Yeah, and he's also about two feet taller than all the other dancers on this team. <laughs> yeah. If I want to watch a movie with thirteen indistinguishable characters, I'm going to watch Hobbit: An Unexpected Journey. <laughs> Boom. Take that, Peter Jackson. I'm just successful joking. director <laughs> who we like. So, uh, no, uh, I just wanted to point. I just want to back up and point out that Josh Holloway's brilliant idea to win Battle of the Year, his game-changing idea is like, "Hey, let's put together a dream team." Yeah. And no one apparently had thought of that before. Yeah, like, and he even gets a little pushback from the guy who hired him. He's like, "I don't know about that. Why don't we just? I had these guys training for a while." Mm-hmm. No, well, let's get all stars in here. Like, no, I don't think all stars will star enough. Just a regular team. What of guys about our team that. that keeps losing? <laughs> They have potential. <laughs> yeah, they're due. They've lost for 15 years in a row. They've got a lot of emotions wrapped up in there. We're playing the odds here. <laughs> so he brings in this team of uh, of all stars. He takes them all to this juvenile detention center. He wears a like a cap, like, a, like <laughs> he does a, wear a like cap. a cap, like a like a boxing trainer. <laughs> He looks and like a, a longshoreman. He wears a hoodie. He wears a hoodie. He forces and them. And nothing else. <laughs> wow. no, wait, really? I didn't see that part. You were too caught up in the dancing, Stuart. <laughs> I was caught up in Dan's dinner problem. Yeah. You missed the raw eroticism. <laughs> so uh, then we have, a, we have a little bit of dancing and a lot of dancing actors kind of fighting each other. There's a homosexual dancer who explains that, you know, that's Little Adonis. Little Adonis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> none of the characters, none of the dancers have names. They all have, like, taglines. Yeah. So you have, like, Chris Little Brown Adonis, is Rooster. Rooster. Uh, no. Sniper, who's a former yeah. Afghanistan <laughs> war veteran. Yeah. There's, there's a guy. Wait, uh, is, that the, is that what he was? Yeah, he said after Afghanistan, this, this is what I needed to do with my oh, life. Oh, God, I didn't miss that. You got a couple, like, got a couple of Southies from South Boston, right? Yeah. That's, that's an accent. Yeah, there's the guy whose nickname is Dance Real Good. <laughs> oh, wow. Is that all one Wait, word? Right. Separated by I hyphens. just got it. Chris Brown's nickname is Rooster. Roost. Roost. Her. I don't understand. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Like, Back up. Like beat a woman. Roost. Roost. Wait. Her. I don't think roost means what you think it means. I don't understand. 
I assumed it was because he was so cocky. No. But, uh, <laughs> I've been wrong Roost before. Her. I'm going to give you say slower if I get it. Let me blur my eyes and step back from it. <laughs> All right. I see it. It's a sailboat. <laughs> so there's a bunch of uh, so split screens. Character- yeah, there's a lot of De Palma-esque split screens. Chris Brown and another guy are mad at each other because they got Another guy whose fucking- main character trait is he likes hats. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't... All well, kinds of hats. A, he wears Baseball a lot of hats. hats on the team. It was some sort of like they had like a... Like a Twitter war over a girl or something? I don't, can't remember. I think the Twitter war thing might have been a joke. Okay. Uh, but they but it were was over a girl. Over a girl. Yeah. But it turns out that Chris Brown's thing was over two months before the other guy got with her. That was in the big, was the big reveal. Big yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a character who keeps sneaking out. The homosexual character has kind of a beef with the military character because... Uh, I guess the military guys has a beef with him. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I'm I'm stuck on the fact that like the resolution of that was just like, hey, bro, it was over for two months before we got together. It's just like, okay, first of all, you shouldn't have been angry in the first place. Like you're like commoditizing this woman. It's like, no, that was mine. But now it's not. But then, but then, like apparently, it's fine if it didn't overlap. Like, like that was the problem. There was just like. Okay, uh, you know, like this yeah, is yeah. this is a commodity that we can don't have to be traded. Each other's business. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Great, sure, that makes sense. <laughs> I guess they both. You're a real poet. <laughs> Roost her. <laughs> oh, man, you're blowing my mind. <laughs> it works on so many levels. <laughs> so one by one, guys are given bus tickets to go back. Home from this weird death camp of dancing. Oh yeah, and then like halfway through the movie, but they don't want them. They don't, yeah, they don't want those tickets. Yeah. Sometimes they try and convince Josh Holloway that they are not deserving of a ticket. First, you guys should know that the best b boy on the whole team was the first guy to get sent back. That doesn't make any sense at all. Hallie explained <laughs> because there's no I in team, and it was oh, yeah, all that about makes him. A lot more sense. Yeah, <laughs> his. His code name was I, so it wasn't even his fault. He shouldn't have even asked him to come in the first place. They brought him along just to make a, make a message. Yep. So people are slowly sent home. Josh Peck, a.k.a. Franklin with a Y, uh, I guess, doesn't really do anything. He kind yeah, of acts, acts as Josh Holloway's conscience. They bring in a female character, which yes. Hallie was very excited by, because before it was a total. It was like halfway fest. through the. It was yeah. halfway through the movie before a lady shows up. You see up. two women in this whole movie, and one doesn't have any lines, and one has like two. And I kept thinking, like, what oh. is this? Star Trek Into Darkness? <laughs> boom, boom, light them up. T- topical. Okay, continue. Uh, but she, the girl, couldn't even dance. Um, the yeah, one yeah, who yeah. was supposed to be the choreographer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, she well, there was three babies. There, there was three, three, three girls. babies. Three sweet babies. Wait a minute. I only saw one baby. Where were the <laughs> but other she two was babies? a girl. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so there were three girl? girls. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> and there was that picture of the wife who died. <laughs> so four. There were four women in this Her movie. Her performance, amazing. <laughs> so wait, there's the wife who died. There's a choreographer. There's the wife of the one guy who kept sneaking out to his wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spoiler baby. alert, the guy who kept sneaking out He was sneaking out to see his wife and his new baby And guess what? The coach follows him 
goes to his hotel room. It's like, what are you doing? The guy comes out of the bathroom. It's like, I'm keeping my baby in this hotel bathroom. And he's mm-hmm. like, let me swaddle your baby. And then wraps the baby up and the baby and stops swaddle crying. Swaddle clothes and lays them in a manger. <laughs> I think we all know babies are basically get out of jail free cards. Yeah. <laughs> He's keeping his Which baby. Which is why so many people have them. That's why yep. so many people have babies and then use those babies as excuses not to do things. <laughs> yep. Burn. That's why so many people have babies in jail. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um. So what, they go to... Okay, so get, the, after a while, know. they're whittled down. Chris Brown tries to do this crazy dance stunt and hurts his leg. He's off the team. Screw that mm. guy. They The rest of the guys I go to I couldn't tell France. whether he broke his leg or maybe he had a knee injury. <laughs> Don't yeah, know. I mean, hey, hey, the weird thing is, after he hurt it. his knee, he wore a and hat that was a very Dan McCoy style hat. Do you guys get those when you hurt your knees? Yeah, <laughs> like a like a little like paperboy cap. Yeah, they're fucking, they're handed out at the hospital for special surgery. Did you guys ever meet each other in PT? <laughs> that's, yep, that's me physical, and Rooster. That's physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Not personal therapy. Mm-hmm. Although he could probably use it from all of his uh, wait uh, punching therapy. Thank you. He goes to BBPT, which is B-Boy PT. Okay. Sometimes. You go to a completely different I go to RGPT, regular by guy PT. So the rest of the B-Boys get on a plane. They shoot some shots of them, like, clowning around in an airport. Yeah, it's like fucking Richard Lester from Hard Day's Night takes over the camera for a second. She's like, let's fast motion a bunch of people walking across the street in a funny way. Or, in France, of, of all places. Yeah. It was a great time. <laughs> they climbed on some statues. <laughs> they ma- marched across the Arc de Triomphe like they were soldiers. Yeah. Very quickly. Did a little skateboarding around. Stuff. Yeah, they you know are clowning. It was just around. nice to see each other, them enjoying each the other. The best part is that they're doing a lot of dancing and clowning around, which is exactly what Chris Brown did moments before he hurt himself. Yeah. So <laughs> any one of them could have ruined the United States team's chances, and I was a little uh, disappointed with their performance. So, so it's the night before the big, the first round, and they go to a bar, and immediately I'm like, okay, this is the scene in the movie where they go to a bar and they get into a fist fight. And, you and I thought, like, would... oh, it'll take a little while before they get into the fist fight. But it's immediate. Yeah, like, <laughs> normally normally movies like this, which is movies about dancing b-boys, uh, <laughs> they introduce, like, a rival team where the rival As team... As opposed to, like, b-boys who are, like, <laughs> they're not you know, like, Doctors Without Borders. <laughs> like, or... <laughs> doctors Without Borders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so usually they introduce a rival team that is super cocky and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you United States guys, you are total assholes. That's the French team. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't do that. They just had the homosexual B-boy, little Adonis, of course. Well, they did lay looking. some groundwork at the very beginning when, uh, the coach first got hired and he was made to watch all these videos and he had one line that said, man, the Koreans are really good. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> So that was that was he just set the watermark like the line that's that's what everybody has to hit yeah so don't the, miss that line you guys they it's gonna be important into, the uh, little Adonis gets into a scrap with some guy with a beard uh, he is he spills defended his drink by or sniper whatever. who as you'll remember from our earlier comments was the homophobic character uh, the his personal growth the drink spilled fellows uh, yeah. buddies start a there's fist no fight. homophobe in tea <laughs> and after a very brief and uninteresting uh, punching and kicking spell uh, we find out that 
sniper might be removed from the team uh, on grounds of disqualification for starting a for fight. being gay. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, <laughs> sniper was gay, too. That's, That's why he was so mad. And by the way, meanwhile, Josh Holloway is off with like the lady choreographer, and it looks like, oh, we're finally going to get a romantic subplot in this movie, and that never really comes to fruition. I could have used something to get over his pain. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Stuart, if there's one thing you like in a movie, it's a little smooching. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't get any. Just a, yeah, a little bit of kissing, <laughs> some um, hugging and a kissing. He needs he needs something to get over, get over the loss of his fifteen year old son. Which is <laughs> <laughs> <Just> kissing. <Yeah. laughs> he hasn't kissed anybody since he kissed the forehead of his fifteen year old son before I, strapping him into a car seat. That's what I tell people, parents who've lost a child. Like, go out there and get some. Just get some. Have you ever considered? Kissing? <laughs> yeah, I think somebody says that to Lewin Davis and Inside Lewin Davis, right? Yeah. You can get over the loss of your friend by kissing somebody. <laughs> yeah. Kiss him good. Uh, so, so uh, he didn't, what? by the way. Spoiler. So, no kissing. There's no, there's no love. There's no love. No interest. love in B Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and if you were wondering, at no point uh, does Josh Halloway do any dancing, even though it's alluded that his character had danced at some point in the right. past. And at You're no point have to does imagine that. Gregory Peck, what's his name? <laughs> Gregory Peck? <laughs> Gregory Peck does not. (laughs) Just so you guys don't get your hopes up, Gregory Peck does not dance in this movie. Okay. Yeah, I mean their hopes probably weren't up before you said his name, but now they got excited. But also Joshua, Joshua, Josh Peck, yep, Josh, old droopy. I refer to him as Joshua. Uh, Yeah, they like the. I feel like there was some heavy foreshadowing to like. This is going to be someone's going to get eliminated, and he's actually going to so prove make, to be an a naturally talented b boy and take this team to the top. Yeah, I think the moment when Josh Halloway goes off to talk to the judges to try and convince them not to disqualify Sniper, they they oh, literally. That's what happened? I think he literally went off screen. They're like, "Yeah, that guy actually can't dance. He can't get Josh Peck to dance." And he's like, oh, "Okay, it's in his contract. Oh, Sniper, you're not disqualified." They're like, what after about all. Gregory Peck? <laughs> <laughs> like, sir, he's he's a ghost. I don't know how well that work out. We well, don't have choreography for a ghost. What about uh, Walter Peck? <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yep, Walter Beck from Ghostbusters. Uh, he doesn't have a dick, so he probably can move pretty well. Yeah. What about a peck? No kissing in this movie. <laughs> not allowed. Dancing and kissing do not mix. <laughs> we do not con to that around here. So uh, I guess fast forward to the yep. actual battle of the year, United States team. We see like snippets of other countries performing and dancing. Uh, apparently, the Koreans do really well, and then the United States team performs, and they do really well, including an amazing blindfold routine. Yeah, how can you dance where you can't see? Mm-hmm. It's like the forbidden dance. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then they do a announcement of the top four teams. Korea, of course, takes number one because they're the best at everything in the world forever, uh, and the United States. Comes in number four, which means they're in the top four. That's a bit pretty big deal, Dan, right? Germany sure. and France also among the winners. Yeah, yeah. Well. Not winners, <laughs> finalists. Um, semi-finalists? I guess, yeah, it would be semi-finalists. <laughs> you really remember the different seeds in this fictional <laughs> competition. So I then, was riveted. This real competition that has been fictionalized. Yeah. The competition then gets pretty intense because rather than just doing a solo dance, they're doing like... 
a dance battle where they do moves and then the other team does moves. There's some kind of a scoring system that I have no understanding <laughs> of. I don't know if you get more points for jumping higher or spinning around more or doing better like or sassy like hand sideways. movements. Jumping sideways looks that pretty amazing. Really There's a hard. lot of that, right? Yeah. A lot of spinning around on the ground or bouncing on a lot, hand. A lot, of hand, a lot of head spinning. You know what looks yep. really hard, especially when they like jump really fast in the air, but then they slow down as they land. Yeah, I, I like think. it when they act like they're uh, a movie reel that's being sped up or slowed down. Yeah. What did you like, Dan? Um, <laughs> I like the when the feet moved yeah. good. Sure, yeah, that's that's exactly right. Uh, Dan was uh, Dan was kind of riveted to the knees most of the time, right? Dan I, did a lot. Dan didn't watch a lot of the movie because he was mostly just dancing. Yeah, he was practicing. He his felt, moves. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel the beat of the rhythm of the night, guys. <laughs> okay. And um, I, I, yeah, I'm a dance what? machine. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, original B-Boy. <laughs> Dan McCoy, original B-Boy. Yeah, that's why I'm so bad at it. I was the first one. Yeah, but like, people, people say that they're like way into your moves, but you're kind of like a Model T car. Like mm-hmm. Nobody's going to drive it. Yeah, I'm like how people are like, oh, you know who's really good? Those those old, like the really old blues magicians. And you listen to it and you're like, this is not, this is, I don't like this. Yeah, blues magicians are the weirdest <laughs> ones. Because <laughs> they're really sad when they're doing it. <laughs> No, they'll pull out uh, instead of pulling a rabbit out of that. They'll pull out like a picture frame of their ex-wife or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bee blues magicians. I was confused. I was imagining blues magicians, b-boy people. Sometimes Dan just says completely weird words, Allie. The trick is you gotta you gotta latch onto him and make fun of him. I want to meet the Renaissance man. <laughs> <laughs> um, B-boy magician and blues musician. It's a real what what they call in the business a triple threat. I know you're out there. <laughs> sure. Send your letter to the Flophouse Podcast at internet.gov. So uh, after doing a bunch of flips and twirls, the United States makes it to the finals with South or no regular Korea. Regular Korea. Original flavor. There is no regular Korea. But they don't go as anything else. They're South Korea. Are they South Korea? I don't think they're North Korea. They keep calling themselves the soul assassins. I'm assuming after the city soul, not for the thing (laughs) in your body. No, they're named after the... They're naming it after the movie Soul Survivors. (laughs) Not the song Soul Survivors. So, um... The United States battles Korea and... Just like Red Dawn. Yeah, it's just like Red Dawn. Josh Peck is on the edge of his seat <laughs> and it is tense and there's a, uh, they they all get together and there's the final scoring and the United States loses by one point. Mm-hmm. Total bummer. It's like Rocky. It's a moral victory. It comes in second. Allie, but... you, look, you look sad. Did you just realize that the United States didn't win? <laughs> I just realized like... The thing about this movie, I just realized, we're all going to die someday, guys. <laughs> no, but I could predict this movie at every turn for the most part, except expecting the Gregory Peck part. But, except I, I thought, you know, like clockwork, they would win. And then they really threw me for a loop. So what, what was a good movie became a great movie. <laughs> 
That's I, how you <laughs> elevate a piece of art. I do want to say that like this movie is very predictable, but the one thing that was unpredictable about it was like the timing of when certain predictable elements came in. Yeah. Like the fact that the lady choreographer came in like halfway through the movie. Or the fact that the end of the movie, the very end when they came in second, was when Josh Holloway like made a big speech to all his dancers being like, hey, my wife and kid died. <laughs> And that's inspirational somehow. Oh, he he would have been fifteen. Yeah, that's what what? Was, like after they lost, like, it was, but it came at the end of the movie. Like, I feel like that's the sort of thing that comes in the middle of the movie, where it's just like, you guys got to straighten up because yeah, well, my the, wife and kid died. Yeah, it normally comes in the middle of the movie when the rest of the team's like, why is this guy such an asshole? Yeah, it's like that guy's not an asshole. That guy's a widower. Yeah, that guy's got <laughs> got uh, emotional issues. He's soulful. <laughs> he's, yep. he's he's got depth. Yep. He's not you know drinking liquor out of that flask. He's drinking sadness tears. <laughs> sadness <laughs> tears. Not happiness not, tears. Yeah, I'm not, a, he would be super pumped if he was drinking I'm, happiness tears. I'm not collecting my happiness tears and filtering them into this flask to drink later. <laughs> Only sadness. Uh, yeah, so the United States gets second place, but there's an upside because there's probably going to be another uh, mm-hmm. battle of the year, right? And guess who gets to be in it? Rooster. Roost. Er. Oh, I get it now. Okay. Um, and then they're like, everybody laughs at the end of the movie. Yeah, they, put, they fucking put a cake in Josh yeah, Holloway's they, face. They'll smash a cake into his face. And he's like, guys. Uh, and just so you're wondering, the choreographer and the coach never got together. Or they might have. They just didn't show that part because yeah. we weren't interested in anything other than dance moves. <laughs> battle of the year two, guys. That's battle of the, when they're going to have you a think baby. Be? Yeah. Battle of the year two, colon, boning down <laughs> is what it's going to be called. Okay. Just Josh Holloway and that choreographer. <laughs> First off, I'm glad you fit both colon and boning into the same <laughs> sentence. They're going to be getting it on. So, yeah, Battle of the Year, guys. I was a little impressed. Uh, they never really touched on how all these seemingly grown dancers uh, can just go away and live in a jail for a while. Like, do they have to take a sabbatical from work? Uh, Are they sub-sponsored? Yes. Oh, but, oh, heavy advertising. There is some heavy Braun. advertising from Braun. Braun. It comes up initially when you see Holloway shaving, even though he always has a five o'clock shadow. A little bit of scruff, right? And yet, as he's shaving, he still. I mean, because girls like that. The girls like it. Like not a little bit of of scruff. They feel like the feel of a rasp against their skin. He always (laughs) looks like a longshoreman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Um, And then the whole the takes a lot of work to look like that, you know. I guess so. <laughs> what? Yeah, what? what? Come on. Uh, no, I was gonna pretend like I grew a beard, and I was gonna say, okay, it takes a lot of work not to look like that. Mm-hmm. But I, people, you guys, can't ha- see you guys haven't you. seen me, but just so you know, I don't have a beard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so concerned now. <laughs> Thanks to Braun. <laughs> Thanks to Braun. Uh, this podcast brought to you by Braun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I guess they don't have to work or anything like that. Uh, no, they kind of speed through all the pop po- uh, the plot the plot points. <laughs> plot points. Oh no, I made a Dan McCoy sound mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, they speed through all the plot points, like you said. The the fight in the bar. There's, I think it, I'm shocked that there's no rival team. Like they don't like they show. Well, them you guys made the point the of like 
there's not really like a whole lot of stakes in this movie. Where like, Hallie, what did you say about it? It's like, oh, they oh, they all have like a nice hobby. And- <laughs> yeah, their hobby is b-boying. That's and they're nice. All, and they're all moderately successful. I mean, they're very successful. Yeah, they can take a team in the world. You know, they can take it's a few. Like you have weeks a good job, and-, and then you take some cooking classes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nothing really bad happens to anybody except for Rooster's injury, which I'm assuming is paid for by Braun. The, yeah, paid for by Braun's very good health insurance plan. Oh, I do want to get this in there, like the 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 backstory to this movie that I want that I was mentioning before was just like, uh, according to Wikipedia at least, like this is based on a documentary by the same director, which I believe is called Planet B Boy, which is I think referenced in the movie. Yeah, they like, show a lot of that documentary. <laughs> like, oh Josh man, if you want to learn about B Boy, you got to watch this Planet B Boy. So I think that was actually the point because you're wondering the whole time what the point of Josh Peck's character is. Yeah, and I think that uh, Josh Peck is supposed to represent the actual maker of the film. The director. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it's a little uh, masochistic for the director to represent himself by a guy with that droopy of a face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> droopy dog. <laughs> like live action droopy dog. I want to be a b-boy. <laughs> um, Come on, you can do a way better droopy dog impression than me. Oh, <laughs> I can't. I can't. So, and yeah, so the, the, the idea that Josh Holloway is falling asleep nightly watching the Planet B-Boy documentary, I think is is a pretty good advertisement for both Braun and the the movie that the mm-hmm. other the other movie that the thrills made. that are available within. Um, I think that we've uh, talked this movie out a fair amount. Yeah, it's pretty light. I mean, yeah, it's not there's not really a that lot. There. It's pretty good. There. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us to our uh, next uh, segment, which is Final Judgments. Was this a good, bad movie, a bad, bad movie, or a movie you kind of liked? Hallie, what do you have to say about it? Um, have you ever watched uh, America's Next Dance Top Crew? B-Boy? No. On the edge of your seat, a marathon, and been like, uh, I, I wish this didn't have Mario Lopez in it because I hear he's like really mean to his uh, wife. Uh, well, you're not going to get that because like Chris Brown basically <laughs> takes his place, but it's just like um, he's that a, kind of marathon. He's a stand-in, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's a lot of fun dancing. I was really invested in the competition. They do all these flips and sometimes <laughs> you're like, are they going to injure themselves? And sometimes they do. Yeah. And you know what? I would say... This kept my attention. I, for a bad movie. That's your rating. Yeah. This kept my attention. So where does that fall within the spectrum that we <laughs> usually use, Dan? <laughs> Look, this is this is on the same level as flashing lights and jangling keys. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, um, to me, this is somewhere between uh, a bad, uh, uh, sorry, a good bad movie and a movie I kind of liked. But, like, I didn't. Like the thing is, like I didn't really like anything about it particularly much, but there's nothing I disliked about but it. But the dancing, you didn't like that. Well, that's the thing. Like I find that we watch these movies with dancing, and it's hard to dislike them. There's like something about just the fact that the dancing exists that like entertains you, and you're and as stupid as the story is, you get into that part of it. My one problem with the dancing is I do feel like. You could do better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I'm gonna throw down. Come on, rooster. We're gonna do this. No, I just like it's cut all to hell. Like the editing is really Roost. like her. Oh, I get it now. Thank you, Stuart. So finally, for clarifying saying, what Hallie was trying to is, say. The dancing is all cut together. It's like but the it opposite wasn't of so much. I mean, they had they had solid. It didn't seem totally manufactured. Like the actors were bad enough that you had to believe that. No, they I didn't. Were really think, good I didn't think it was manufactured. Dances. It was more like I just wish that they'd locked the camera down a little bit and shown you like a full move, like with like a camera that wasn't moving or like cutting away. I I I totally believe that the actors were doing these amazing tricks. I just wanted to see it a little more fully. Like uh, I think a good <laughs> dance movie usually just like gets out of the way and lets the, the, the dancers do the work. And that's what I was missing. But, you know, I didn't mind this movie. It was kind of fun in a stupid way. Well, I would say after, the, I guess, the last movie we watched for the show, Getaway, which was a perfect example of taking something awesome, car chases, and ruining it by, like, overcutting, mm-hmm. I felt the cutting for the dance moves weren't, wasn't that bad. All right, comparatively. And and I guess that indicates what was fun about the movie. I, I would say it. I would consider this almost like a good bad movie because it it's pretty fun to watch with your friends. It's a pretty straightforward by the numbers plot, um, and it basically like it. It's very very trim. They cut out every bit of drama or stakes that a <laughs> movie would normally need. Some of the acting is pretty crappy. But these guys are amazing. (laughs) These guys are amazing dancers. And if you played a drinking game where every time they said the word battle, you had to drink. Yeah, battled or b boy. Drunk. Uh Yeah, you would you would probably get drunk, which is the point of the exercise. So similar to them, you would be a winner with your hobby (laughs) of drinking. But you would only be in second place. Second place. Somebody else drank way more than you. His name's Dan. Thanks. Uh, Before we get on to the letter segment. I just want to take a quick moment to say that the uh, the winner of the uh, Flophouse House Cat video contest did get back in touch with us. Um, the movie he selected was Baps. Okay. The Halle Berry uh, film. Um, I believe Martin Landau is also in that movie. Oh, so it's a Martin Landau film. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we, we probably won't get to that um, until sometime in February. Uh, we do want to wait till uh, Elliot's it's back. It's part of Black History Month. Yeah, <laughs> we all remember. Let's let's take a minute to remember Bass. <laughs> I mean, like Black History. It's no, not it's not fair to like to only remember the high points of Black History. You also have to remember Bass. Um, but uh, sure, sure, Eli Whitney, but also Bass. <laughs> but um. No, we're going to do that. Uh, thank you for uh, making the video. Thank you for choosing Baps. <laughs> um, we'll get to Thanks that. Thanks for getting back to us. Yeah. Um, Baps. So- <laughs> <laughs> ah, Baps. Baps. Her. <laughs> but um, so <laughs> I guess that was all I wanted to say about that was uh, was uh, uh, message received. <laughs> Uh, we'll be getting to that as soon as we can. But now, so what are we doing now? We're Dave? Doing, What's the next uh, part of the letters, podcast? Letters from listeners. Letters from listeners. That's wait. I'm not. What uh, am I supposed to sing a song? No. Where's Elliot? Oh, letters no. from listeners. Elliot Kaylin, we miss your voice, Elliot. That's pretty good. I mean, Thanks. that's basically the same. So uh, this first letter is from Jeremy. Last name withheld. 
Thanks, Jeremy. It's titled... That's a weird last name. <laughs> Die Hard Sequel Pitches. Hey, Flop Friends. Lo- love the podcast. Let me cut to the chase. The Die Hard series has grown stale and is in need of fresh ideas. Thankfully, I've taken it upon myself to come up with seven idiom-appropriate titles that promise to push this tired franchise into fertile new ground. Live and Let Die Hard. John McClane finds himself across the pond, teaming up with rival super agent James Bond to stop an eccentric genius from taking over the world in this long-overdue crossover smash. Live each day as if you will die hard tomorrow. (laughs) After being diagnosed with terminal cancer, John McClane travels the country, checking off items on his bucket list and making things right with all the people he has harmed in his life in this heartwarming tale of redemption and self-discovery. Only, only, I'll, I'll go see that one. Only the good die hard young. After Billy Joel's bass player sprains his wrist, John McClane is hired on a, as an likely sideman. Live hard by the sword, die hard by the sword. <laughs> After being sent back in time via demonic portal, John McClane and wisecracking yeah, the portal of time. John McClane and wisecracking Moore sidekick (parentheses Chris Tucker) partner up to take down a brut, brutal feudal lord. I do or die hard. John McClane races against the clock to make it to the altar after his bachelor party gets out of hand in this riotous, riotous comedy. To die hard for. John McClane is seduced by a famous Hollywood actress who persuades him to murder her religious nut actor husband so she can cash in on his life insurance policy. And lastly, curl up and die hard. Hilarity ensues as John McClane is enlisted to coach the Jamaican Olympic curling team in this vaguely racist Disney comedy. What do you think Jeremy last name withheld? So are you gonna are you gonna fund any of these movies, Stuart? What your, are they on Indiegogo or your Kickstarter vast, or some shit? Your vast Wellington fortune. Yeah, the Wellington fortune based on Wellington, New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> you keeping your money, Ben? <laughs> yeah, I, I keep all my what dollars? What are they using? Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I think those are some great ideas. Uh, I think Hallie seemed particularly interested in the curling one, being that you're way into curling, right? Oh, yeah, but I was confused. I thought they were maybe talking about Cool Runnings. <laughs> 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 it's about Jamaica, right? No, that's the reference, I believe, that yeah. was being made. You successfully identified. <laughs> All right. So I wish that I didn't, I thought they would have You just want to watch Cool Runnings again is what I'm getting off of this. Um, are we going to? <laughs> yep. No, I liked only Your yearly the watching of Cooley Run- cool, Runnings. Die Hard Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to see a movie. You're going to um, be quizzed on the name of every single pitch. About Billy Joel's yeah. basis spraining his wrist. Because you know that uh, other former Flophouse guest host, Jubin Parang, would be there opening <laughs> right. weekend. Sobbing. Yeah, little known fact about Jubin Parang. Big Billy Joel fan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so put that in Gift your- idea. <laughs> Jersey Boys. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Um, this next letter is titled Dear the Flophouse. It's from Brian, last name withheld. Hey, Brian. How Why are you? Everyone's so ashamed of their last names. <laughs> How are you? I am fine. In a recent episode, you discussed the. Is that your answer? Or was that his <laughs> no, answer? That's his yeah, answer. answer for Did you, you ask? No, no. I think he was saying, How are you? And then to reassure oh, us, he was just so saying, In case he, we asked yeah, him in back, case, which. Yeah. We uh, didn't. We don't care. <laughs> to be honest, Brian. Uh, yeah, JK. JK but not JK. really. JK. Rowling. In a recent episode, you discussed the classic illustrations and the scary stories to tell in the Dark series. And I thought I could shed some light on the subject. 
The illustrations Which were by is much better. So much better than being in the dark. Too scary in the dark. <laughs> the illustrations were by Stephen Gamel, and they were indeed terrifying. For my own part, I could not go to sleep <laughs> without putting several books on top of the scary stories book to make sure the pictures could not escape. I know this was stupid. I did not care. They are terrifying and upsetting. This is indeed why the illustrations were changed in the new editions. Basically, the publishers noticed that every single comment on the books was about how scary the pictures were, with about half of those comments being explicitly negative. For anniversary editions, they commissioned new illustrations by a series of unfortunate events artist, Brett Helquist, which are designed to complement the stories rather than supplant them in the child's mind with soul-scarring nightmare visions. <laughs> They're pretty good. For fun, for fun bonus, check out The Relatives Came, a fun romp about scary togetherness and love illustrated by Gamel in roughly the same style as the illustrated Scary Stories books. It's bizarre. You keep expecting kindly un- Uncle Fred to pull a decomposing foot out of the picnic basket or something. Yours excited, Brian, last name withheld. What are we going to say, Helen? I So I was also read um, by my babysitter at the entire... Uh, Mm-hmm. The entirety of scary stories to tell in the dark, and I okay, to, she should have been fired. <laughs> I had to sleep on Strike my parents' one. floor for four months, but <laughs> as I, a punishment, <laughs> no, because I was so scared I couldn't sleep in my own room. But I, I think that made it awesome. Like I get so pissed when I have to read. Well, I don't have to do this, but maybe when the lamestream 17, media water stuff down. Yeah, mm-hmm. when I used to babysit, and I was like, "You think this is scary?" Little, me, you're a little bitch, baby, me, <laughs> because this isn't scary. Let me tell you how things were when I was a kid. There was this guy who illustrated a fucking uh, sewer rat chinchilla, <laughs> and it was the worst thing. There was a scarecrow that would kill you. There was a trunk that you could open, and there was oh, a skeleton man. in it, because she was a bride, and she hid in there. And, and it was the saddest thing. Up. It was her wedding day. <laughs> They're playing hide-and-seek, because that's what you do on your wedding day. And there were stories that just had random drawings of like weird skulls floating <laughs> like, in some kind of hairy like neatherverse. It was just a hand like, hanging. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the the worst to me of those were always the section that was like the urban legend section because, you know, I mean, the thing about urban legends they're is they're totally true. Well, no, but they're like truth. they're plausible. They're semi plausible compared to the other stuff. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, that was always the chat. Like, like it's possible for somebody in the same house as you to be calling your house's phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is possible. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, the, like the wedding one, for instance, was one that stuck with me for years because that's. That's so upsetting. The idea that <laughs> there's like no bride. Real, that yeah. was her. That was her best day of her life. The best day of her life, but she gets locked in a trunk and dies. And there's no real bad guy. It's not about evil. It's just about like shit can happen. People. <laughs> yeah. There's no wake up. <laughs> there's no like Tony Todd figure to explain the death is coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think we all agree that those original illustrations were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to check out, what was the name of the book he recommended that was also uh, illustrated the by same illustra- The Relatives Came. The Relatives Came. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll also, see that, <laughs> Mr. Last Name Withheld. Yeah. Um, so this last uh, letter, it goes a little something like this. It goes, Dear Floppers, longtime co-host, first-time caller Elliot here. Oh, hey, Elliot. To express my regret that I'll be taking a short absence from the Flop House. But first, a special letter song, just for this letter. 
Elliot's letter to the flop house. It's Elliot's letter to the flop house. No need to grouse. Don't run off to Taos because it's Elliot's letter to the flop house. Elliot Kalen, that lovable scamp, like the tramp half of Lady and the Tramp. Not the lady part. He has no lady parts. If he did, he wouldn't be absent from the flop house. But no, he has a penis, and that penis made a baby. Not on its own, of course, but then again, maybe. That's called parthogenesis. At least I think that's what that is. But the point is, I'm riding to the flop house today. As I was saying, I'm writing to apologize to our listeners for what will hopefully not be too prolonged an absence. The fact is, I'm on podcasting paternity leave. <laughs> drink noises, drink noises. <laughs> clink, clink. Jane um, rattle, Jane rattle. <laughs> Ghosts. On January 1st, I was blessed to become the father of a beautiful baby boy who already has better hair than Nicolas Cage, is a better actor than Gerard Butler, and as the tall man would say, plays a good game, boy. He would say that. His name is Sammy Lincoln Kalen, though I briefly considered naming him Dan Stewart Kalen before realizing that would be weird. Rest, assur- rest assured, this is only a temporary stay for my role as a flopper. Gross. Recording the flop house, hanging with Stuart and Dan, and entertaining you wonderful fans are the brightest part of each week. I would only give them up in the face of something as important as literally making sure the human race continues into the next generation with a proper knowledge of Busby Berkeley, American history, and pay cable original softcore programming. And honestly, part of me is excited to rediscover what it's like to be a listener to this stupid podcast, totally unprepared for whatever nonsense the hosts come up with. So I'll be back home, uh, I'll be back on the podcast, rather, sometime after January. Until then, be nice to Hallie. She means well, and she's living with a crippling soccer addiction. Dan, be good to your... His name is Gremlin Battler. (laughs) Dan, be good to your knee, and remember the doctor said the best medicine was for you to keep talking about it. (laughs) And Stuart, keep handing out the boners, wormy and otherwise. But adieu for now... As I return to grooming the next era of Flophouse hosts, that somehow, someday future listeners yet unborn will enjoy the slightly drunken ramblings of Samuel Lincoln Kalen, Cage McDuck McCoy, and the Wellington Twins, Invisible Freak, and Castle Maniac. <laughs> Signed, Elliot, last name withheld. So, guys, did you, uh, did you guys know Elliot was married? <laughs> I didn't know Elliot could write. I think he might be raising the baby on his own. <laughs> Just kidding. He's not. He has a beautiful wife, Danielle. Don't worry. She doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, she does not listen to the did. show. <laughs> Probably less likely to listen to it now. Uh, so, yeah. Now what do we do, Dan? So thank you, Thanks uh, for first-time listener Elliot, uh, last name withheld, for writing in. Um, but the last segment on the show... The one I know most of you probably skip over is the recommendations. Movies that we actually kind of liked that we would recommend you run out and see before perhaps watching Battle of the Year. Okay, that seems crazy. I wouldn't go that far. I'll start. Uh, I'm going to take lead on this one. This is a recommendation. 
uh, based on a recommendation that I got from the Flophouse Facebook page. If you're not a member, you should, uh, I don't know, ask to join our, I don't know how you do it, ask to join it. I don't know, fucking if look it up on. If, like, we get a million sex bots Facebooks. trying to ask to join our fucking Facebook it's page. It's true. That's the thing, like. Always telling us we should fucking every, <laughs> buy Ray-Ban sunglasses. It's a super good deal. Every time someone asks to join the Flophouse page, I have to check and make sure that they're not, like, they don't have, their photo isn't a hot Asian lady and their name isn't two, like, random words just slammed together. <laughs> I have to click on their name and be like, okay, you were, were you born in 2013? <laughs> yes. No, I have to block you <laughs> because, yeah, you're going to try and sit, sell us sunglasses or shoes. <laughs> That's weird because every time I am the moderator at that point, I'm like, wow, it's a hot Asian lady who likes the flop house. Nice. Her name's weird. Bitch. A baby. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, so this was a recommendation that I got off of the flop house Facebook page. So, so thank you. Uh, I watched Ninja colon Shadow of a Tear, which is a direct-to-video action movie adventure. Uh, and it stars Scott Adkins. From Scott Adsit from 30 Rock? Scott Adkins <laughs> from a, another one of my recommendations, which was Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning. Uh, it's a, like, it's a very much feels like a, like a distillation of everything that was great about 80s, like Ninja and uh, like white guy kung fu movies. Uh, it's a very basic story about a uh, dude who it works in a dojo or something, and his wife, who is pregnant, gets murdered, and he has to go on a trail of revenge into the Myanmar jungle. Uh, it does feature a small role. Uh, in a small role is the bad guy from Only God Forgives. So for all you guys who loved Only God Forgives, you can watch that. Um yeah, so if you like watching a martial arts movie that has some really awesome action uh, and actually some decent performances, I guess, uh, watch Ninja, colon, Shadow of a Tear. I'm going to very quickly recommend two movies, both of which were some of my favorites, actually, I saw this year. The fr- um, and they're, they're both critically acclaimed, so it's not a surprise that I'm recommending them necessarily. But uh, number one, The Wolf of Wall Street, which I saw over Christmas break. Yeah, you're Which, standing up for the little guy here, Martin Scorsese. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I thought it was maybe the most entertaining movie I saw this year. It's three hours, but I was uh, I thought it was super entertaining throughout the entire thing. I do not agree with any of the uh, criticisms or controversy about it, about how this glorifies the behavior. I think that it takes you inside the mind of this character and, like, you... Like, I, I think that to understand, like, the shitty behavior of a crazy uh profit obsessed wall street guy like you have to kind of be in that insular world and a lot of people are sort of complaining like oh there's no obvious punishment for him at the end it's like yeah like there's ever any obvious punishment for rich uh wrongdoers in uh current america i i mean i don't think that that i feel like that's a very strange criticism of the film like we need a very obvious moral comeuppance uh, for this character. But it's it, it's very entertaining. Obviously, uh, Martin Scorsese is a great director. But also, I wanted to... I saw, finally, on Netflix streaming, Francis Ha, which is a movie that I was curious about, but I was kind of maybe a little leery of because I thought, you know, like, I live you in hate, Brooklyn. You hate Noah Baumbach. Well, no, I, I actually don't. A lot of people do. But I live in Brooklyn. I kind of was like... This might be too much of 
that. I don't know if I need. I might be in this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, it's an interesting movie because the first 30 minutes are kind of the movie you expect it to be or maybe a little longer. And just when you're getting a little tired of that, just when you're like, okay, well, this is an episode of Girls that is running long, <laughs> it turns into something a different. murder mystery. <laughs> well, like, like audition. It turns into like a series. A dance crew movie. <laughs> of unexpected. B-Boys come out. In this case, B stands for Brooklyn. <laughs> it turns into a series of kind of unexpected vignettes. Like uh, Greta Gerwig's character, uh, Francis, goes home. And it's kind of one of the most sort of sad and and bittersweet, like beautiful, like depictions of what it is like to go home and visit uh, your 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 parents when you're an adult. There's a vignette where she goes to to Paris and it doesn't go quite the way it might be planned. There's a vignette where she's a waitress um, working a uh, event at her old college that turns into kind of a semi little like self-contained farce like the movie keeps taking turns that you don't necessarily expect it to and uh, that's one of the reasons why i really enjoyed it and it's a movie about someone growing as a person but in a very incremental realistic way where like uh just showing a very tiny amount of like self-improvement counts as a big sort of triumph by the end of the movie and it's uh, it's a lot of fun it's funny hallie um, I am going to recommend a movie I saw last weekend in theaters. Ooh. Uh, in theaters. <laughs> in theaters now. Instead of dirty Netflix <laughs> movies. Uh, it's called The Great Beauty. It's an Italian film. Mm. Uh, and the only reason why I went to see it is because I wanted to do something cultured and, <laughs> and the mo i tried to go to the moma but apparently the line to go to moma on saturday is really long MoMA weird <laughs> moma <laughs> moma it's mo like there's problems. more of somebody's mother <laughs> um so i was like fuck this i guess i'll try to go to a movie uh fuck this noise <laughs> So I went to this movie because it was and Italian. And Frozen was sold out, so you <laughs> went to the Italian movie. Um, and it is uh, this really uh, heartbreaking uh, movie about, it's it's sort of about like um, what it feels like to, <laughs> and I know a lot about this, like what it feels like to have like a lot of potential. <laughs> no. <laughs> But it, no, it's it's just sort of about um, not uh, realize, you know, always thinking that uh, you're going to realize your potential, but you have all these distractions and then coming to an older age and realizing, oh, I actually have to be in control of this. But it's it, but there are a lot more layers that are sort of like specifically Italian and political and religious and like it's it's There's just a lot of marinara sauce. All I mean, over no, it's just like pretty. Pretty, That's like, more Southern Italian cinema. <laughs> it's just pretty amazing, like how many things are going on at once, and also even if you're not interested in those things, just how like visually beautiful it is. It does go on for like 20 more minutes than I wanted it to, <laughs> which made me really angry at the time. It's like a 70 minute movie. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> come on. No, but um, if you like uh, old people. <laughs> 
Being in class, did you say? I said pina coladas. No. No. If you like old people being really hedonistic and you like giraffes, um, you might like this movie. (laughs) You've totally sold me. cross section. Uh, It's really good. So we've recommended uh, Old People and Giraffes, a.k.a. The Great Beauty. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Francis Ha and Wolf of Wall Street yep. and Ninja 2, Shadow of a Tear. <laughs> a real cross-section. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now's the sad time where I have to... Oh, we got to sign off? We got to take, take our leave. Oh, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. It's been really great. This is, our, this is actually kind of a big deal because this is the last show in... Uh, in our in our old studio in our yeah our old studio apartment. being my apartment I'm I'm moving to a different apartment and so uh, legions of paparazzos you'll have to go stalk us somewhere else yeah <laughs> Elliot's baby is uh, means that uh, he's not here for either the last episode in my old apartment or the first episode coming up in our new apartment Hallie will be here for these historic episodes setting a new tone. For 2014, more a uh, more uh, positive tone. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. Whoa. Yeah, fuck that. Just uh, boss. Fuck that guy, boss. I believe. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to say. <laughs> sorry, sir. Elliot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can come dressed as Elliot for the next show if you want. And, <laughs> I do want that. Uh, so in like kind of a, really like a western shirt. And, yeah. Uh, I can or a wear shirt some with a dinosaur lovely... on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We miss you, Elliot. We really do. Shadow looms large. So. Uh, I guess this is where we sign off. For the Flophouse, I've been Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Hallie Hagland. Good night, everyone. Okay. Hanging out with a baby or something? I think he's babysitting. Yeah. He wrote an email. He needed a second job. He got a big promotion to babysitter of his own baby. <laughs> He's head babysitter. <laughs> Meaning he sits on the head of a baby. And I don't know how to finish this. Gross. <laughs>